Hey everybody, welcome to Money's No Object. I am your host, Dylan Howell. This is episode number 86 of our YouTube channel and podcast, and I could not be more excited to continue working with you guys on personal finance topics that I think can be really useful to you in your financial life. Today, what we're gonna be talking about is COVID-19 and its impact on your job and potential job losses that many Americans have had to endure this year. So I really want to dig into if you have lost a job, how you should go about handling this. Um, If you think there's a possibility that you lose your job in the future, how you should go about uh, preparing for that job loss and different things that you can do to make sure uh, that even in the midst of this economic and health crisis that we are in, that you can still pay the bills, you can still keep the lights on, and you can still do things uh, that will be beneficial to you and your family and will um, just ease the pain of an otherwise very painful time in our country. Before we get started though, if you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave any feedback down in the comments as we move forward. That'd be really useful to me and uh, I'll be sure to get back to each and every one of you uh, that leave anything down there. Uh, Also, if you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcasts, then make sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Uh, Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan, and I'm on all the major social media platforms. And then if you want to begin working one-on-one, working through a financial plan uh, with me as your coach, as your guide, as your uh, plan creator, then uh, you can do that. And uh, all it's going to take is you going to my website, www.mnowithdylan.com, clicking on the Work with Dylan tab, and signing up for the financial coaching session type that would work best for you. And we can begin to build that relationship and start pushing you toward your long-term financial goals. So man, COVID-19, it has been Uh, on everybody's minds. It has been real in the lives of very many uh, this year. And, um, you know, we cannot downplay its severity. Uh, But one thing that I do want to downplay is the fear that has been uh, permeated to you uh, via, you know, different news outlets or different people or whatever it may be. I don't want you to live in fear Uh, of this particular virus or of the ramifications of this virus. And since we, uh, this show is not about uh, disease control, I am no expert in that area, then what we're going to focus on is how we can, um, you know, work through the ramifications of this type of health crisis. And so um, throughout this whole week, we're going to be talking about uh, COVID and different parts of your life and uh, different things that it may have impacted and things that may impact in the future. But today I really want to focus on a really painful one, to be honest, but something that uh, is very real and I think should be addressed, and that is job loss. COVID has, has caused mass job losses in the United States. The, nobody can deny that. The unemployment rate in April spiked over 14%, and it was down in the 3% range. It was extremely, extremely low. We were at record low unemployment uh, prior to the uh, coronavirus pandemic, um, you know, setting its feet in the United States. And um, so you shut down the economy for a period of time and unemployment spiked uh, dramatically. 
And even today, it is still at 6.9%, which is still you know around double, if not more than double, than what it was pre-crisis. So um, they, this is a, a real thing. A lot of people have lost jobs. A lot of people have dealt with this pain and have not been bringing in paychecks as they had in the past. And we're going to talk about, you know, how can we keep this from uh, hurting us too bad in the future? Uh, what kind of plans do we need to have in place? And, and what can we do to do all the right things to control what we can control when it comes to this type of you know, disease that we definitely cannot control? Now, what everybody's afraid of, obviously, is missing a paycheck. Uh, or multiple paychecks for or being out of work for you know any period of time and not being paid. Well, uh, something that we put in place in my financial action plan that if you have followed it, if you have worked through it, and um, you're you're on your way uh, to living your financial dreams, something I have done within the plan is set up an emergency fund uh, to where. It is four to six months of your household expenses, and that is for emergencies. And I would tell you, job loss is, in fact, an emergency. Um, now, that being said, I don't think if you lose your job, you should be doing all the things that you had been doing and spending on and paying for in the past. Um, you, you're definitely going to need to make some cuts, and we'll, we'll get to that here shortly. But um, it, is, it is vital uh, that that emergency fund be there. So if you do expect to, to miss a paycheck or if you have missed a paycheck previously, having that emergency fund there is so huge. And we'll kind of talk about how that um, you know, fits in and, and you know, if you don't have one, what you should be doing at this point. So first of all, if you miss a paycheck or if you expect to miss a paycheck or, or if you just are human and make money, what you should be doing always is budgeting. We want to be doing a unique monthly budget every month on the month, making sure if we're married to sit down with our spouse, um, and if we're single, then to either sit down alone or sit down with someone who we trust to look over our budget with us and sit down and, and just take your income and take out all expenses. We want to look at our fixed expenses, our variable expenses, um, the, the things that you know, may come up that particular month and we want each budget to be unique to each month because no two months are the same. Christmas only shows up once a year. Thanksgiving only shows up once a year. Uh, New Year's comes once a year. You know, these things come up. People's birthdays only come once a year. And so you want to be able to cover those things uh, while still going through uh, and budgeting all of the normal bills and such that you are used to paying. Now, if you have lost a job, uh, or you expect to lose a job, then uh, the reason you're budgeting is because you want to make sure uh, that if you were to lose your job, or if you have already, you want to make sure that your bills can still be paid, whether that be uh, on your spouse's income, whether it be pulling from your emergency fund, uh, whether it be any type of unemployment benefit that you receive uh, from the government to uh, you know go ahead and cover those you know, short-term needs that you may have, and you need to be doing this. And like I said, if you're a human that makes money, you need to be having a unique monthly budget. So um, even once you get out of this hole, you continue to budget and continue to know how much your life costs and uh, what you need to do uh, when hard times hit in order to uh, weather the storm. Now, obviously, if we are in a place where the 
the likelihood of a job loss has increased substantially. We think that it is coming with a high uh, likelihood or uh, we think that our hours are going to be cut substantially uh, in the you know, near future or we have already lost a job. Then what we need to do first and foremost is cover your you know, house, cover the individuals in your house, cover the, the things that are absolute needs, not wants. We want to throw wants aside. We want to cover needs and needs only for right now. And we want to make sure that all of our needs are covered. And what do I mean? I mean, a roof over your head that needs to be covered. Uh, there needs to be some type of transportation to get you know, people to, to work and people to school and um, to, to do the things that you need to do. And nothing crazy transportation-wise because as we've talked about before, I am you know, going to be the first one in line to say if you have a car that's far too expensive, go and sell it. Um, but we'll talk about that you know, here shortly. But um, you know, that may be something that uh, you need to do. But you need some type of transportation um, to get you around. And then obviously you need you know, you need water, you need food, you need the lights to stay on in your house, you need the gas to stay on in your house because it's getting cold outside, you need to stay warm. All these different things, right? Cover the needs and we want to set the wants aside almost completely at this point because there's no reason to be digging into things that aren't necessary when we don't know if we're going to make any money this month, right? So we want to cut to a bare bones um, as much as we can first and foremost and cover those things. And then we can reassess and kind of see where we are and where we are likely to be in the coming months. And in talking about covering your needs at these times, especially if you're an individual or a family that uh, you eat out all the time or you, know, you uh, are always ordering pizza or ordering takeout or something like that, that must stop. We are cooking at home. We are cooking um, you know, cheap things at home. We're buying Kroger brand uh, at the store or Walmart brand or, or whatever it is, the generic, whatever the generic brand is, we are buying those generic brands. Uh, we're not buying, you know, the, the cream of the crop. We're not buying anything at the grocery store that is not necessary for our meals. Uh, we're not doing any of those things, right? Because we need to make sure that there are more important things that are being covered. Co we need to make sure that there are the more important things being covered in our lives and not these things that are 100% optional and 100% uh, up to your discretion. Any type of discretionary spending has to go at this point. And then in covering these needs, right, you may be in a place where you don't have any savings and let's say rent is coming due. Well, what you can do, and especially during this time, why it is so um, you know, important that you actually do this and that you actually have this conversation, Talk to your landlord uh, or talk if you have a mortgage and, and the mortgage is coming due and you know, you're struggling to come up with the payment. Talk to your lender and see if they can give you some type of extension, some type of forgiveness, something that will help you get through that particular month. And then, obviously, uh, we want to be catching up as quickly as possible. Now, also, if we expect a paycheck not to be coming in or a paycheck has stopped, coming in, then what we're going to do is we're going to stop uh, with our debt repayment plan. We are not going to be paying off debt with uh, much you know, intensity uh, and intentionality like I have told you to do, like I've taught you to do in the financial action plan. If you are in that particular step, 
uh, which is step four of the financial action plan, then you need to pause that and just cover the minimum things um, that, you know, and this is past all of the needs, right? You need to cover the needs first. Uh, a credit card is not, a credit card payment is not a need uh, relative to feeding your family or to keeping the lights on or to keeping water running or to keeping the heat on. That that That's not a need, right? The, the need um, is going to be uh, the those things that I just mentioned. The idea of paying off debt in lieu of keeping your house running efficiently uh, or as efficiently as possible uh, is crazy. You want to be uh, covering those things that you have to cover those needs first and then moving to uh, making just minimum payments on your debts in order to uh, maintain, you know, the status quo with your lenders. And you may also reach out to your lenders and in these different ways and just say, you know, given what's going on with COVID, uh, can I, you know, can I, you know, take a, a two month height? If you really can't pay, can I, you know, take a, a month off and I'll pay you next month? Or can I, um, you know, get this interest rate drop for a short period of time? Or can I, you know, go into, you know, forbearance or, um, anything like that, if, uh, you know, if those things are necessary, but if you can cover the minimum payments, then go ahead and do so. Uh, I'm just saying if the worst case scenario is the case for you, then you may want to begin by doing some of those things, but make sure you have those conversations. If you don't ask, you'll never know. And the reality of it all is just that paying off debt is extremely important. And it's one of those things that's going to get you to the point of long-term financial freedom more than just about anything else. But the problem comes with that being more important than the immediate well-being of yourself and your family. Um, the immediate well-being of yourself and your family is far more important than paying down any debt or making payments on anything uh, debt-related. Sometimes the, the lenders just have to wait and the creditors just have to wait. And you don't want them to wait uh, necessarily, but uh, you can only do what you can do if you're in a place where you have lost a job. Then what we're going to do, we're going to get a little crazy. We're going to go a little bit outside of the norm. Um, and given the fact that you don't have income coming in uh, and that you may have uh, bills that you have to pay and that you're not going to get any forgiveness on or anything for any period of time, then what you are going to need to do is you are going to need to reach out um, and uh, you know try to find things that are in your home or that you own or something and sell those things. Like I said earlier, if you have a car that's crazy and that's costing you a lot of money each month, uh, then sell that car for the time being. Take that money uh, off the table, buy you a cheap car, maybe even you know, help yourself to buffer for a short period of time. You can always buy another car, but you cannot get back uh, the damage that gets done uh, from not paying your bills. That is going to be far more detrimental uh, to you than driving around something that's a little less glamorous for a short period of time. And on an even more micro scale than that, I mean, there are just little things around our houses that we don't use very much anyway, or even if we do, it is not important to us that we could sell and get some immediate cash. We could sell them on Amazon, eBay, uh, all these different sites that there are out there that we could just go and post and sell these things and get money for these things quite quickly and uh, then move forward uh, in our lives with more cash in our pocket because that's what we need at this point. We need cash in our pockets. We do not need to um, be with like with the car continuing to make payments or we don't need to just be sitting around when there is no cash uh, coming in via 
a paycheck from some job. And this type of ideology is extremely useful, uh, especially if you are in the place where you have to uh, pay bills. You're the only person uh, in your household that has an income uh, or you are a single parent and you have to take care of your kids or you have to do all these these number of things. And I know there's a lot of help out there, uh, but we want to make sure that we can be as self-sufficient as possible for as long as possible before receiving any type of help. And it's not shameful to receive that help. I, I'm not saying that at all. If that's what it comes down to, then that's what it comes down to. Uh, but we want to do everything that we can to maintain the life that we are trying to build for ourselves and the financial freedom that we're trying to build for ourselves because relying on others, relying on a government to um, you know, hold you up or relying on programs to hold you up uh, is a dangerous game regardless. And so um, I don't want us to fall into that if we don't have to. But if you have to, that is okay. But let's make it temporary and let's do everything we can to work out of these holes uh, because I know they are painful holes, but we have to continue to dig and continue to work ourselves out of them. And then, of course, apart from selling things, what we need to be doing at this point if we lose a job or we're about to lose a job and we know that, we need to be getting back to work. We need to be finding something we can do, whether it's temporary, a side hustle, some type of side job that is extremely temporary. Anything you can do to be bringing in income at this time is huge. I'll tell you this, people are still ordering pizzas. You can go and deliver pizzas. People are still ordering all kinds of food from everywhere, Uber Eats and DoorDash and all these different... Driving for those can be lucrative enough for you. You can go and rake people's leaves. You can go and mow people's lawns. You can, you know, shovel snow for those of you who live in the more uh, frigid areas of the country because, you know, Texas here is not uh, near at that point. But um, that's what I'm getting at. Find something that you can do to bring in money to you and your family. Uh, and in doing so, um, continue to look for the permanent thing. Continue to look for the thing that you can jump into a new position because I don't want you to get too discouraged about losing a job. I know it's tough and especially if you've been there for a long time and you've put in a lot of work, I understand that it can be a very difficult thing to go through a job loss situation. But this may simply be a blessing from God to your family uh, because that's not what you were supposed to be doing. Maybe God is just putting you in a position to be doing the thing that you're supposed to do. Uh, and so always keep looking, keep persevering in that way, keep looking for work because that's the last thing that we want to do if we uh, lose a job is just sit on um, our behinds and act like, you know, oh, woe is me, work's not going to come to me, I can't find a job, nobody can find a job. I promise you, even though you hear nobody's finding a job, people are finding jobs out there. I just told you that the unemployment rate has dropped precipitously from its peak like 8%. That is a huge amount of job regeneration from when the uh, pandemic was at its economic impact peak. Um, and that's not to say that it is not having other huge economic impacts, but in the way of unemployment. Because ultimately what I want for you and your family is to get back to the plan, get back to um, normal or as normal as we can be. I want you to get back to uh, a job that you can work and I want, to get, I want you to get back to the thing that you're supposed to do in your life to make money and to support your family and to continue working your financial plan and keep pushing you towards financial freedom. Uh, I don't want you to sit in this stalemate position for too long. Uh, I know sometimes it happens and sometimes it's necessary. I get it. 
but every day should be taking positive steps toward uh, the next thing that you know is out there for us. The next thing that we're supposed to be doing as a job, the next side hustle we're supposed to be taking on, uh, you know, the next thing that maybe we need to sell uh, in order to get money in our pocket, whatever it may be, we need to be taking positive steps forward and not steps backward in our financial life. And I want to implore you one more time, if you are going to uh, miss out on a paycheck or you have already missed out on a paycheck, uh, I want to see you cut some things from your budget. Be, you know, you can always get Netflix back. You can always get Hulu back. You can always get back Disney Plus or YouTube TV or whatever. And I, I'm pretty sure those things I just named off, uh, those four things, if you have those four subscriptions, that's probably somewhere around $100 a month that you could just make up in your budget by just cutting it for a short period of time. And guess what? You get a job back, you get some normalcy back in your life, get them back. I'm not saying don't have them. I'm just saying get rid of them for a short period of time because they are not necessary. They are not necessities to your life. Now, here's what I need you to understand. I know that the federal government has sent us $1,200 per person stimulus checks once already. I know they are uh, teasing us with another uh, set of them coming. And I know that unemployment benefits were increased. And I know for some of you, uh, the unemployment benefit that you were receiving or are receiving is more or was more than what you actually make at your job. And so why would I not go back to work. Well, the reason is, is that that's going to run out. That's not always going to be there to hold you up. Like I said previously, these government programs that are there to try to boost you up, I'm not saying don't take advantage of them for the short period of time. Did I receive, receive a stimulus check? Yes, I did. I received a stimulus check. Me and my wife both received stimulus checks. Does that mean that we had to have them? No. Uh, but does that mean we shouldn't use them as a proper part of our financial action plan? Not at all. We definitely need to throw those into our financial action plan. We definitely need to make them a part of our financial life. Uh, that way uh, we can benefit from these things. But we're not going to sit around and wait. We're not going to sit around and just look for the next set of um, stimulus payments or the next unemployment benefit or whatever it may be. We want to be active. We want to be pushing forward. We want to be doing all the things that we need to do to get our financial lives in order. We need to be active, not passive in our job, in our uh, making money any way that we can. We can't just sit on the sidelines and observe. We have to be those who actually go out and we want to, you know, go and hunt and we want to, you know, get what we can get from our jobs, get what we can get from our careers um, and bring it home to our families to enjoy. And uh, I want you to be able to do that. Um, and I want you to be able to continue to do that over the long term. And, you know, if you're in a place where those unemployment benefits increased were more than what you made, then maybe you need to, you know, move on to something that is going to make you some more money or do some things that are going to make you some more money than you were making. Uh, that can be far more beneficial to you than just sticking in um, this particular job or these particular things that you've been doing um, as of recently. So what's the bottom line of all this? What's the bottom line of if I lose my job, if I am missing out on paychecks, if I am uh, being threatened, seriously threatened with job loss, what should I be doing? Um, honestly, you should be getting as much cash as you can in your hands uh, by any, any means necessary. You should be 
telling that cash where to go via your budget. Uh, you should be um, pressing pause on anything else external that you were doing with your money. So I talked about not continuing in the get out of debt part of uh, the financial action plan. But if you are investing a lot actively, you may need to press pause on that. And I know a lot of you say, well, whoa, why do you want to stop investing? My money will grow. Uh, you know, stock market's gone to all time highs since the bottom. Why would I? Listen, you are in a crisis if you are losing your job. You are in a crisis if you're in a place that you, you know, don't have money to pay your bills. Why in the world would you be continuing to invest if you cannot pay your bills? We need to make sure that the necessities are met before the non-essential things. We've heard that phrase a lot, right? Non-essential. We need to make, for, make sure that the essential parts of our life are taken care of before the non-essential parts of our life are ever looked at. And yes, is investing long-term essential? Yes, but is it essential for the next three months if you're out of work, no, investing is not essential for you to pay your bills. And so I need to make sure that you are doing the right things with your money. You need to make sure that you are doing the right things with your money. And in doing so, um, you will be financially conservative through this time and will do the right things with your money to continue to push towards financial freedom, even in a time of crisis. So guys, don't live in fear. Don't live in fear of what may come. Don't live in fear of the uncertainty of the future. Look forward with hope. Our God gives us hope to continue to move forward. I know this virus is scary. I know the outcomes of it have been scary in many, many cases. Um, I know that losing a job is scary or being furloughed is scary or uh, having your hours cut is a scary thing, especially when you have maybe um, you know a wife and kids at home or a husband and kids at home uh, that you have to supply, that you have to uh, provide for. And I know that's a scary thing, but understand that there is hope. There are ways to get out of these particular predicaments. That's why it's so important to be in a place where you're following the financial action plan and you have your debt paid off. You have a fully funded emergency fund and you can be in a place where even though it stinks, even though it's not the best thing that could go on, you can continue with your life in a relatively normal way, find new work and just move on with your life. Um, that is why we set up the plan the way that we do, uh, because it's the easiest way. It's the most efficient way to financial freedom over the long term. So, uh, I implore you to continue to follow it. I implore you, if you are not following it to begin following it, uh, and not just for the sake of following it, go check out all of the videos and all of the episodes that I have done on these particular steps of the financial action plan. And you will see that it is set up in a way that is conservative enough to where we get into these particular pinches uh, of life and we can dig ourselves out. Um, now, obviously, the earlier you are in the financial action plan, the harder it's going to be to dig yourself out of things like a job loss. Uh, but the quicker that you can get to the point where you uh, have a fully funded emergency fund and you are out of debt, uh, the quicker that you can move into uh, this place where you're not really scared of what may occur. You're not scared of the future uh, because you have made a good plan. You have followed a good plan and, uh, and it's going to help to protect you from what may come. Even though it's not 100% and it doesn't protect everything, it can definitely help.
So, hey guys, thanks for watching this video. Uh, if you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave any feedback in the comments if you haven't done so already. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcasts, make sure that you um, subscribe there and leave me a review. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan, all the major social media platforms. Really good stuff that's supplementary to the materials that I put out um, either via podcast or uh, on the YouTube channel, whichever uh, you are consuming this particular uh, episode through. Um, so it's good material. I think it'd be a great follow. Also, if you want to work one-on-one with me, if you want me to help you build a financial action plan um, and help you start walking the financial action plan um, and help you build a plan that would work best for you, then go to my website, www mnowithdylan.com. Click on the work with Dylan tab and uh, you can pick the financial coaching session type that would work best for you. And we can begin to work together one-on-one to push towards your long-term financial goals. So tune in tomorrow as we talk about the idea of the stimulus checks, the unemployment benefits, and what they should be used for, how they should be used in our lives, um, and how Uh, We can move forward in our lives without focusing too much on these things that are out of our control. So, guys, thanks for tuning into this episode of Money's No Object. I am your host, Dylan Howell. God bless.